Welcome to episode two of the official StackShare podcast. My name is Jonas, founder at StackShare. Uh, this month, we sat down with Watsi, the global crowdfunding platform that's raised over $3 million for patients across the world to get medical treatment. Uh, we talked to them about their initial site, how they built it, all the way up to their current architecture, and what's coming up next. Thanks for tuning in. Cool. Well, do you want to just introduce yourself real quick? Yeah, um, so I, I basically run engineering at Watsi, and um, I mean, we're, we're a pretty flat organization, so it's kind of like, what does that really mean? But basically, yeah, I, I sort of run, run, run engineering at Watsi, and um, we're sort of a global cloud funding platform for medical care, so, and that's what I said. Yeah. The first Y Combinator, the first uh, nonprofit go for Y Combinator, things like that. Very cool, very cool. Yeah, I guess um, one of the most interesting things I think about you guys is that, you know, you guys are a startup, but you're actually addressing a problem that, you know, not many startups are trying to go mm -hmm. after. So um, just briefly, you know, what drew you to Watsi and, and sort of when did you join and what was that like? Right. Um, I joined most about a year and a half ago. Um, and I think the thing that was drawing me to it was that it was doing something that a lot of startups are not addressing, right? I think... I mean, you can say all you want about like so this Silicon Valley bubble echo chamber thing, but we are doing a lot of you know a lot of even the startups that really hold up to be really successful. You know, they're addressing I think problems that you know, you know I use Uber every day. Uber's great, but it's definitely it's it's sort of like that's really not a big of a problem compared to something like healthcare, right? Um, and so I really want to do something a little more meaningful, a little more impactful, and um, and yeah, and kind of see how what that looks like. And I think the other thing that I was kind of looking for. I was also looking for something that was um, where technology can have a really large leverage. Because again, like you know, we've looked at all these in Silicon Valley. A lot of the problems we've looked at, we've looked at so much from this technology lens that you know you can add more technology, but you know you only really get a little bit of impact out of that, as opposed to looking kind of outside or more broader to places where people are not usually using technology for right. to solve to like attack a problem. You can get a lot more. So you get a lot more bang for your buck essentially. Right. We're applying often not very much technology. Right, right. So, um, yeah, so it was very much like an impact thing, but not just like a, oh, save the world kind of impact thing, but also just like a, hey, like, I can do this coding thing, what can I do to, like, what kind of impact can I have on the world with this coding thing, basically. Right, right, exactly. Yeah. No, that's interesting. And what's your background? Um, I've been coding for a long time. I started coding when I was like 10 or 11, but um, I've done... I mean, it's hard to say. I've done a bunch of different things. Um, I've mostly been an engineer or a designer, I guess, in sort of the in 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 the tech world parlance. Um, but yeah, I've worked. I mean, I've done a bunch of things. I've uh, I've worked at New Relic, kind of fairly early on. Kind of has a half engineer, half designer. I've worked on uh, Pivotal Tracker and a Pivotal Labs. Kind of this is a, Tracker is an agile project management tool. Um, yeah, I've done. Kind of worked at. A, I did a lot of work on the news on the college newspaper when I was in college. And that was a kind of a daily. That was a pretty, okay. a pretty serious, a pretty serious kind of journalism thing. So that was pretty interesting as well. A lot of exposure to that side of things. Um, but yeah, I've done a bunch of stuff. Very cool. Yeah. <laughs> so this is kind of things that you're familiar with, just running um, web infrastructure. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I think yeah. I've almost, almost, almost always done web stuff. So. Okay. Yeah. Very cool. Um, so I guess can you talk a little bit briefly before we dive into the tech side about mm -hmm. some of the things that Watsi does um, in terms of 
I know you guys just had your two-year anniversary, right? Yeah, for, like, a couple months ago, yeah. A couple months ago, yeah. Mm -hmm. So can you talk just a little bit about, give people a sense of the scale, and I know that you've, you guys have released some numbers, but can yeah, you just sort of... Yeah, for sure, yeah. Um, so we funded about uh, just over 3,000 patients and raised about three, three and a half million dollars, roughly, um, for, for Patient Tucker uh, so far. And so, I mean, on one hand, that's... That's great, right? Three million dollars is a lot of money. Three thousand people is a lot of people. But sort of again, compared to the size of the problem, it's really it's like a drop in the bucket, right? right? So, and also I think from the technology perspective, it's not a ton of data, right? Like three thousand rows in the database, not really that big. So we're definitely sort of things are not like like our focus is a lot more about building out, you know, building out a platform, building out sort of a, a donation, like you know, a sort of best in class donation flow, let's say, right? On on the side, really kind of working that stuff out. A lot more of the let's say, qualitative things, right, as opposed to, like, oh, we have just huge data um, uh, kind of problems. So that's kind and of what we, yeah. And so is that sort of how you guys see the problem? Is it from an experience perspective that you guys just want to make it easier and the entire sort of mission is to, to focus on the experience, to lower the barriers for people? For now, we're focusing on experience. Okay. Um, the bigger picture, I mean, we sort of, you know, our goal, as all, our goal is always kind of like our vision, right, is to sort of bring healthcare to people who don't have healthcare. And um, so we, you know, I mean, there's, I think it's, numbers are kind of crazy, but it's something, it's something like a, like a billion people, right, who have, who like need, who don't have access to healthcare in any kind of like, in any sense, right? Right. And so that's a pretty big number. Yeah. Um, you know, and we hope to, you know, we hope to kind of be able to address a percentage of that someday, but like, a, you know, a, a realistic percentage of that someday. And um, yeah, so I would always say is like, for now, we're definitely focusing a lot on these experience side things, a lot of these things that are, are, um, Kind of, you know, maybe not classically hard in a technical sense, yeah. but like, I think the the bigger sort of the, the scaling problems will come. Yeah. It's actually nice that we don't have it now. We can like, tackle things one at a time. Yeah. Basically. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Um, and and it's funny you talk about scaling. Um, I, I know that you, you joined a little bit after you know the initial launch, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, do, do you have any insight into what like that initial initial version looked like of, of the actual site? Yeah, we. I mean, we. Okay. I mostly kind of came into that like that code base and that site. I think, oh, nice. Yeah, I think so. The interesting thing about us is that the, I think like a lot of like a lot of actually startups these days, we we're not like when we talk about scaling, we have this kind of like hybrid human and uh, sort of technology component, right? Yeah. So. Um, the hardest part to scale up for Watsi, I think, early on was actually just getting enough patients to come in. Right. And this is like getting our medical partners to submit things, getting, like, Grace was just writing each profile by herself. Right. And so it's like, have her having enough time to write these profiles. And, you know, and so we started, you know, bringing on more volunteers. And then after a while, we brought in a volunteer, volunteer manager. <laughs> and so it was just right. like this, we thought this whole human system, right, to do things that, like, humans, like, humans are really good at doing, computers are really bad at doing, like, writing. Right. right, and so what I actually do a lot, sort of on the operation side, um, is kind of sort of tailor this balance between how much, like how much we're doing, how much the computer is doing, how much the human is doing, what is like what is who is good at what, what, right, and what we can really, right, um, yeah, what that trade off is there, and that's and so scaling there. I mean, so it's interesting because we're applying technology to scale all these human processes, um, and you do, you know. It's kind of interesting how you can do these all these little changes that makes hum make humans a lot more efficient, um, and it's kind of like a totally different kind of scaling thing, right? Than you normally 
talk about when we're talking about scaling in, in the technology side. Yeah, yeah. And actually, I, I want to sort of dive into the, the process aspect of this. Mm-hmm. But um, in terms of, it sounds like you guys had like the classical or the classic, um, you know, marketplace right. Right? Cold start. The, the issue, right? It's mm-hmm. like, all right, you need both sides of it. Mm-hmm. Um, but in terms of like, just stepping back in terms of the actual site itself, mm-hmm. yeah. What what was that built in originally, and what did that look like? Right, I think originally you guys on like WordPress. Or right, right. I think originally, um, so Jesse was like the original technical co-founder uh-huh. of Watsi, and uh, he I think originally built on Rails and MongoDB. Okay, so yeah. it was Rails out of the gate. Yeah, it was Rails out of the gate. Okay, yeah, Rails out of the gate. It was Mongo, and. Um, and yeah, and that was kind of the, the start of it. And then kind of quickly, and I, I so the Mongo to Postgres transition happened before before I joined, and so I don't really know why okay. we did that. But um, I mean, but yeah, but I mean, the Postgres works really great as well. Yeah. Um, and it's a little less kind of a little less work in terms of having to like structure it yourself. Um. So yeah. And initially, it was on Heroku. Yeah, it's okay. so it was yeah, it was always in Heroku. So the interesting thing that most people don't know about YC startups is that you get this whole bundle of free credits yeah. for uh, all these two to all these things, often to previous YC startups. Yeah. <laughs> and um, yeah, yeah. so we have fifty K, fifty thousand dollars in Heroku credits. Mm-hmm. And I think we've used about like ten or fifteen thousand dollars of it. So right. it's kinda like when Heroku is free, it turns out it's really great. Yeah, right. <laughs> um, so we're like, let's keep doing that for a while. But that's right. one of the things this is one of the scaling things that we're like We'll need to tackle this at some point, but for right. now, we're golden. All good. Cool. Yeah. yeah, and I remember I was I was looking back at your your guys' launch initially on HN. It was like mm-hmm. the site crashed. And yeah. So, you know, it, I guess you guys weren't expecting, you know, a lot of traffic. No, I think the site actually never, like the site never technically went down. Uh, um, but... Uh, it was just slow. But it was, I don't think it was even slow, but actually we just ran out of patience. So it kind of crashed again in the sense that we like, you couldn't go down the site anymore. Oh, okay. Yeah, so it was just like, oh, that was it. And, uh, yeah, I think nice. Chase has always just been waiting for, you know, waiting for that moment when the site actually kind of goes down. He's, he's like, he's had this, he has this tweet ready, which is like, I love the smell of dinos in the morning, <laughs> um, which is pretty good. But we haven't... But you haven't had fired off yet. Yeah, okay. has been great. I mean, that's, yeah, they've been, it's been great, and it's like, just totally, there's no, like, no DevOps portion at all. Yeah, yeah. So, so let's talk a little bit about what's going on now from an architecture perspective. Sure. So you guys are on Heroku, mm-hmm. Rails, mm-hmm. Postgres. Mm-hmm. What else is in the mix there? Um, I think we, I mean, we sort of use Redis for a whole bunch of stuff. Mostly, I mean, Sidekick for a bunch of for the queuing things mainly, but also just storing a whole bunch of sort of sort of temporary um, or just sort of simple counts and things like that in there. Um, but that's more or less it. Okay. Um, we send a lot of mail, email through Mailgun. Mailgun. And then there's kind of a whole like other part where we're integrated with all these other services like Custom.io and Segment and okay. um, Mixpanel and things like that. And we use that quite heavily, right? Because obviously, just to, to optimize to optimize this experience and do and and sort of do a lot of the sort of a lot of donor reengagement we're doing through email, for example. And so we're, yeah. we have a okay. pretty large. We have like a pretty a pretty sophisticated integration with these kind of like these email marketing tools or um, just kind of like analytics tools. I think more so than a lot of people. Um, further right. than a lot of people go actually. That's yeah. really interesting actually yeah. because this is part of your like 
the core benefit, right? Like the yeah. main benefit of going to Watsi is like you guys are changing that experience, and it's right. no longer about you give some money, you walk like, away. Who knows what happens? Exactly. You just hope and pray, right? Yeah. You guys are actually saying, no, 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 like we're actually going to keep you up to date, right? But like every every so often, right? right? And like so, the reengagement piece is just a big piece of what you're doing, right? Right. I mean, what we always say is like, what we're in a way, what we're selling is this email that we send you, right? Yeah, yeah that's you like, know, hey. Service. This is what happened to the fifty dollars you gave right. to this, you know, to to Bob or whoever. Um, and, w- and what yeah. does that reengagement look like? Is it so once the once the actual operation or you know the actual um, the thing that you funded actually mm-hmm. happens, right? Whether right. it's an operation or you know follow up or whatever it is, right. then you guys send that initial follow up. But what happens after that? Is there anything after that, or is that like typically? So the flow kind of looks like we have, you know, the the vet, you know, the hospital or whatever submits a submits a patient and then we put it on site. And then um, once they once we submit it, kind of they're like free to perform the procedure because you don't want to be something that's like blocking medical care, right? Right. Um, there's there's a lot of stories actually, mostly in the US where like people have like died waiting for insurance companies to like to okay the procedure or whatever. Right. So we don't want to we don't want to sort of build ourselves in the system that way. We don't we obviously don't want to be a, a blocker on someone getting care. And then, um, so when a patient gets care, the sort of the only other thing the medical one has to do is submit an update on it. So, and often they would do it either immediately after a surgery or something like that, or they would kind of do it on a follow up visit, um, where they're like, okay, here's what happened, here's how, here's how the patient is now, you know, here's um, and maybe you know, here's like quotes from from them or you know their family or things like that. And um, okay. that is what we kind of like. That is what we then sort of distill down to you know a few paragraphs or something like that, and that's an update we send to donors, and that's the whole flow. It's like. Okay. From that other part side, you submit a patient, and then you submit a patient before care, and you submit an update after the care. Okay. And then as a donor, you're like, I donate to this patient, and then I get an update. And it's just, okay. it's kind of, we just kind of complete the circle in a way, right? Um, okay. On both sides, and that's it. Gotcha. Yeah. So for all of that stuff, you're using Segment, and then you're using a bunch of services through Segment. Right, exactly, so yeah. Customer so customer I.O. Everything goes to Segment, exactly, yeah. Gotcha, okay. So customer I.O., mm-hmm. what are some of the other ones? Um... We actually looked at, we, we have, we still send, we used to send it like emails through Campaign Monitor actually, um, but, campaign monitor. yeah, but now we've kind of moved everything over to Segment, uh, over to, sorry, Customario, like his name. Ah. Yeah, so everyone sort of gets, oh, so you guys send your newsletters through Customario. We used to do that, yeah, we used to do it through Campaign Monitor, but now right. it's all, all okay. one place. Yeah, and, um, what else? I mean, we have, like, we guess, yeah, we look at a lot of things, right, like a mixed panel, okay. um, we kind of use, uh, we use sort of seven uh, as part of their kind of launch for their like SQL, their Redshift SQL product. Um, yeah. Kind of gave us that uh, that thing for free, and so we kind of use that a little bit. That can integrate with like a whole bunch of there's like easily like two dozen of these of companies that have like that built things on top of you know Redshift that you know that you visualize data. Um, we use Periscope a lot, for example, um, okay. which is. Which, which is a stack, essentially a dashboarding tool, but it's just a really, really well-built dashboarding tool. And we use it to just, I mean, that, like, we kind of run all our numbers off of that, right? Oh, so all your yeah. internal metrics and everything. Exactly, yeah. So, but okay. also even things that, like, housekeeping things, like, you know, have we accepted too many patients for, you know, the, you know, the, the sort of, um, what we can cover in liabilities or to cover it before it's fundraised, right? For example. So it's all these kind of internal, just, like, housekeeping and, and sort of operational metrics. We sort of, like, look through Periscope and it's just, like, we can we can put um because we can put we can put out both our sort of production database for it as well as our event 
stream through it. So we can do right. all the things, right? And there's a lot of products that can do that now. And that's always the, that's the holy grail, right? Being able to be like, okay, yeah. here's the sort of, here's the record of the truth in our database, but also like here's the sort of event stream, which often is a little exactly. less precise, but then you're like, okay, yeah, being able to combine those two together, um, you can get some really interesting things. Yeah, yeah, no, that's that's sort of like the best possible scenario. Exactly, right? yeah. Everything in one view. Mm-hmm. Um, cool. So from an architecture perspective, if you guys are just running a Rails app, mm-hmm. um, do you have services that are part of that, or is it just like one main core app and then that's it? Or are there, are there other services and different apps attached to that? We've mo- we mostly get it pretty simple. Okay. I think we've tried to kind of, um, we've tried to kind of just have it like be one Rails app, like it's, we're not quite as complicated where like we're getting too much of the like it's a monolithic Rails app problem right now. Right, right. And so it's like, okay, let's just keep it super simple. Um, and keep it pretty straightforward, sort of knowing that again, at some point we'll need to, you know, right. break out like the whole medical partner operations. The part, you know, the whole the part of the site no one sees that like medical partners log in and submit patients, all that kind of stuff. Like we have to break that out, break out There's a separate app. Exactly, yeah. Okay. So we kind of like let's just keep it really simple for now, and then okay. sort of see where we are. Like I always say, we're we're kind of still at a very experimental stage, even though yeah. it seems like oh we have this model kind of pat down. We kind of have this very exp- experimental stage where we're like we're not really sure. Um, what what it will look like in a couple of years, right? I think we'll always have um, we'll always we'll always have a site where you can go on and pick you know an individual patient and be like I want to donate to this person's care, and then you get an update afterwards, and that will always be there. Right. But it's you know we've talked I and mean, we've talked about a lot of different things. We've talked about um, yeah, you know, piloting things like you know kind of a part philanthropic uh, health insurance system, for example. Yeah, right, and so. Like that would look to- that that the operation the management for that looked totally different right than what we're doing right now and so we're kind of like let's just keep things simple for now yeah and let's keep you know let's kind of knowing that like we're about we're gonna start doing things that may require us to, to sort of get a lot more inventive in a way yeah and so yeah. let's not let's not kind of go too crazy it's yeah, yeah. it's 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 yeah it's basically kind of want to try to keep things simple do what you need yeah yeah and then just it's gonna stay very lean essentially right 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 yeah. um. Okay, very cool, very cool. So for the, I guess, some of the some of the things you're using within the app, right? Mm-hmm. You said Mailgun. Um, is there anything else in terms of, uh, do you guys, you guys do SMS? No, we don't actually, not okay. right now, yeah. Okay, so is, that, is that in the cards? We're thinking about it. Um, I think the, the interesting thing is um, there's a whole side where we, we're wondering whether we can help, sort of help with essentially the operations in the hospital as well. And um, so... What we could do there is, you know, start collecting phone numbers for patients and start sort of, you know, sort of helping, helping them around sort of organizing follow-up care or coordinating essentially follow-up care um, and the timing around all that kind of stuff. So that's something we're considering doing. Actually, one of the engineers that uh, we hired is, he used to work at Twilio. Oh, nice. Okay. So, <laughs> so it's like, going to happen sweet. at some point. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> okay. He knows what's going on. But... And it's, it's as tricky because right? international SMS is, you know, obviously like just crazy minefield. So okay, yeah, something we're thinking about. Lots of things we're yeah, lots of things we're thinking about. But so far we kept things pretty simple. Very cool. This, yeah. So just to close the loop on sort of your architecture and tools mm-hmm. for the DevOps side of things, there's not much, right? Because you're on Heroku. Yeah. And GitHub. Yeah, most on GitHub. Do you I mean, use yeah, any we, continuous integration or? Uh, yeah, we have a uh, we're doing things on. We use Circle actually right now. We use mm-hmm. Travis, but Circle I think Circle's parallelism one is over. Okay. Um, cool. 
and so it's been pretty. It's been pretty. Uh, it's been pretty good. It's just very. It's kind of like you know. It's not afraid to show you the guts of what's going on, which is great because it's an engineering. It's, it's a part of, a part of an engineers, right? right. Like, sure, yeah. What's going on? Just go in and dig it. You know, uh, take take this thing apart. So it's pretty good. Um, yeah, and I mean, CI is always this. You know, um, back at Pivotal, at Pivotal, I think at some point we had like some of the 200, 300 Mac minis on the books that were running all these Project CI machines. And it's like, that's great because you can just go in and be like, what's what's happening with this computer that's running my code? But um, it was just the manage, like the, the, so just the operations um, on the app, and it was basically the IT team was just insane because right? it had Mac minis dying, you're buying more Mac minis, and you really want multi million dollars of Mac minis on your books. Is that really a sensible right. thing to do? So eventually that all moved to the cloud. But um, yeah, I feel like I've, I feel like I've gone through a lot of time <laughs> spending like thinking about CI and how that should be organized. And yeah. Circle seems to be doing a pretty good job, I think. Um, cool. What else? Yeah, well, we look at the thing, we look at the site, Food New Relic a bunch as well. Relic, um, okay. What other DevOps thing? Devs Exception monitoring. Yeah, we use Honey Badger right now. That's pretty good. Mostly we just want them to send us the email when there's something, when there's an interesting looking error. Yeah, but kind of again at the scale where we can still just get emails and stuff yeah, and yeah. not have it be um be too too overwhelming. Uh, okay. We pipe out a logs through paper trail. Okay. Um, which is pretty good. Let's see. That's more or less everything on the DevOps side. Okay. Um, Very cool. And so wait, are, is all this stuff going through Periscope? Uh, not no, not all this stuff. Okay. Peris no, 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 yeah, Periscope okay. only. Yeah, we, we don't really use Periscope for like sort of the engineering side of things. It's okay, okay. It's more yeah. on the metric side. Okay. Yeah, metric side and internal operations metrics as well. Side. Yeah. Okay. So are you piping that stuff into like instant messaging or anything like that? Uh, no, we, we haven't set up like PageDB or anything like that. It's just okay. been, it's mostly just email driven and that's been okay. We've never, we haven't had a pair on fire scenario where we're like, oh, okay, now we need to set up. Yeah, well, well I guess organized. like the messaging in the office. Right, like oh, most people use the messaging okay. and then they yeah. plug the monitoring and all that up. Yeah, um, we actually, so we use Flowdoc for kind of just the whole company. Okay. And um, that's pretty, that's been pretty good because, I mean, I mean, chat's been around for a while, a while, obviously, but what's really nice about Flowdoc is kind of the, the news feed style thing that it has kind of on the right side, essentially. And um, um, so, you know, we have an engineering room with all the, all the, um, Paper trail, CI, GitHub, all the things go f go into that feed, and that's and then you know we can like have little discussions, little discussion threads off of each like each of the things that come up come in. Sometimes right. we just like talk about errors, talk about whatever, um, in that in you know in that interface, and actually works out really well. And that's one of the, actually the main things that stopped us from say moving to something like Slack, which was I think it's just a little more polished, but um. Maybe they have more of a news feed product like that now, but I don't. But I just when I looked at it a while ago, it was just more or less just chat. Okay. Um, okay. I got you. Yeah. Very cool. Very cool. Um, so another thing we have in Flowdoc is uh, we have what we call the money room, and basically all every charge, whether it's a seed or fails, that goes through, um, goes through uh, Watsi, just comes up as a in the new in that news feed kind of style in the. In oh. The money okay. Room. So you just have web books. On yeah. Exactly. Web, web books through Stripe and. Okay. Um, so the interesting thing is, we actually get a lot of credit card fraud. Really? Um, because we have, you know, we've tried really hard to make the so donation experience really seamless and simple and easy to use, but that also makes it a really 
seamless, simple, easy way to test whether a credit card is still valid. Uh, and mm. it, it works really well because it's a thing that doesn't have, from like the fraudster's perspective, you're like, oh, it doesn't, I don't have to enter an address, there's no shipping, you know, it's just like, I can just be like, does this thing take $5? Does this thing take $100? Like, can I still make charges for this card? So we actually get a lot of credit card fraud through that, which is kind of a bummer. Um, so we kind of, we need, we need to be like, we need something that's like real time enough that we can just take a look at the stream of charges and be like, oh, is this someone just kind of getting a whole bunch of declines or, you know, trying out a whole bunch of different cars, things like that. So we use that quite a bit just to kind of keep an eye on things. And that's oh, Flowdoc. Yeah, Flowdoc. And, and so oh, that, wow, okay. That, so that's okay. Stride Web Innovation. It's like, we just need something that, we just need to be able to see a stream of charges in more or less real time. Okay. And that's what well, we ended up with right now. Yeah. Okay. Well, there is there is some services that actually monitor that and can help you out with that. I'll yeah. Some to you. Yeah, for <laughs> sure. We so, have. I mean, yeah. We. I mean, everyone. Credit card fraud is interestingly still a large enough problem that like there's so many, so many. So lots of people are like we've talked to a lot of people like oh you should use this you should use that. Um, hmm. We've sort of integrated with SIFT a little bit SIFT Science which is this um, yeah yeah the the kind of the build, uses the right exactly yeah they build they build a model for you basically right um, and that's great and but sort of we've like stopped short of really stopped short of really putting a lot of things in because a few things I mean I think again we're still at the size where I think a false is a false positive someone who's not actually fraudulent being marked as fraudulent is like yeah is a pretty big deal for us right and again our volume is not quite so high that we can't do it manually still, right? We okay. kind of just go through, we just go through the list of charges per day, and kind of everyone has like a day, right. where it's like their like their fraud day, and actually that still works out pretty well, right? I mean, did did you? Are you saying that you tried, you know, some some of those services, and then you ended up with a lot of false positives, or are you just scared that you would get? I think we're wor more worried about it. Yeah. Okay. Um, it's kind of. I don't think any of any one of those services would would come and say, oh, we'll never get a false positive. I mean, you say yeah, the same thing with yeah. humans, right? But it's kind of, it's one of those things where we rather, I'm st I'm st yeah, I think it's still valuable to build the heuristics okay. on the human side. Okay. And then, you know, we can put one of those things and we also would know kind of exactly, oh, these are the things that you know, tend to be really useful. These are the things that we should put in SIFT, right? Yeah. Um, as opposed to putting in everything under the sun in terms of the parameters that we send. Okay. Um, yeah, so it that was, that was another one of those things where it's like, okay, you know, we know that's going to, we know at some point we're gonna have to tackle that sort of yeah. for reals. Yeah, but yeah. you know, for now it's it's actually take it out of flow doc. Yeah, exactly. Right. Take it out of flow <laughs> take it out of like, you know, humans looking through a list of transactions. Right. But now it's good and actually this it's nice to just see, oh look, these this person donated, oh like this person donated, you know, this is a new donor who came in and just donated a whole bunch of money. Like right. just looking this there's definitely sort of value that there's like Qualitative value, let's say, in just looking through your list of customers, yeah, your yeah. list of charge, obviously, right? For sure. Um, yeah. So that's actually been it's been it's I'm okay with it still, but that's something I definitely need to on. Right. Fraud. Right. I guess I will be for the yeah <laughs> yeah 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 the rest of Watsi's life. That's for sure. No, yeah, you guys yeah. will definitely have to start tackling that. Yeah. Um, speaking of payments, do you want to talk a little bit about how you? Are doing I guess the, the the checkout flow right I mean using the, the stripe stuff check right. JS for sure yeah exactly well we so we built our own um, we built our own uh, sort of payment flow instead of using stripes like check JS pop-up little thing okay yeah and um, we also built it I think before they really had check JS as well but it's, uh, it's one of those things where it's hard that one's difficult I think of course you can make things much 
what makes things much easier if we just like, oh, we should just try to check out. But I think it's it's just not quite the same. It's not the same, it's the same like love experience, basically, right? It's like, oh, it's this is okay. other thing. You're like, what is this thing that pops up? I'm not sure. And so... Um, and so what does that flow look like? I'm, I'm ashamed to say I haven't actually used it. No, no, no. Right? Yeah, but, sure. Um, basically, you pick a patient, and then um, you're like, oh, you, I, I want to donate $5, $10, whatever it is, to that patient. And then what you get is it's a really simple form. It's like name, name, email, and then your current account information. And so on the form, you click donate, and then that's it. Okay. Charge. So super. Like, because again, because it's really, really simple, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, and we support Stripe and PayPal. Those two options that we support. And we support PayPal, PayPal mainly because there's often a lot of, we have a decent amount of international donations, right? People from people from outside the U.S. And so the credit card thing is just not as, you know, there's like a the chip and pin thing. It's just not as popular as it is in the U.S. Where you just like type it, you just type in these numbers, and then you get charged right, 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 on the right. internet. It's like you know, it's kind of a in a way, it's kind of a crazy concept. So, um, so yeah, we're trying to support Stripe and PayPal basically right now. Okay. And um, yeah, it's not, it's not, it's a pretty standard kind of e-commerce integration, I guess, right? Nothing too. Oh, crazy. okay. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, I guess I was just curious, like, what, what are some of the things you guys like more about your custom flow than or the 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 yeah, custom implementation? Yeah. Yeah, I think. Is it just from a UI perspective? It's been mostly from a UI perspective. Okay. It's that we can make it one step, right? Um. Because, I mean, that's something that's definitely not great about PayPal. And we get, it's like, it's, we get so much more abandoned. People who are like, I want to donate on PayPal. And really? then they just kind of fall off somewhere on PayPal side of the process. Because they're on this whole different site. And they're like, oh, I forgot Oh, because you kick them out. You have to, right? Right, 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 right. I, mean, I think maybe actually there's a new API that's more Stripey now. But, um, Stripe-like, but. Stripey. Yeah. Stripey. <laughs> I know, it's a great name. But, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. But, uh. It, wow, I'm surprised they, they haven't come out with something yeah, I, th- okay. I think it's, well, PayPal, it's like, oh, you have this account, and it's like, there's this balance, and it's not, Stripe is much more kind of transparent, like, okay, you just, this is, you take credit cards. Um, but it's still worth it for you guys to accept PayPal. Yeah, for sure. Oh, we've talked about, we talked about digital PayPal a lot, but it's definitely, there's no, it's still the, the sort of, it's still the, like, internationally, it's still the best. Oh, uh, yeah, I was going to say, internationally, it probably has a lot of. Yeah. Adoption people it's, are um, used to it. So we actually use PayPal for a different thing as well. We're just starting to. So this is two, there's two sides, right? So we're a marketplace, so we, we're getting all, we're getting all these donations, but then we need also need to send money to all these uh, hospitals around the world, right? Mm-hmm. And um, so what we're lucky because since we're a 501c3, we can only disperse funds to other 501c3s. It's like this protected mm-hmm. umbrella of money, right, in the IRS um, tax bracket. And um, so everyone that we... Every medical partner that we partner with has a 501c3 that they're associated with in the U.S. So we're not actually sending money internationally. Right. And that's actually great because there's a whole... I mean, uh, currency conversions, like money laundering protections, there's all sorts of crazy things. Yeah. And like PayPal is very... If you go like really dig into PayPal's APIs, it's just all of these crazy exceptions and all these things you can and can't do. And like you can't... For example, Singapore does not allow crowdfunding. Like the government does huh. not allow crowdfunding as a form of... Economic activity. Okay, so you can't put money into a pot and have that. Right, you can't. Like, you can't. Do, you can't do like a kick, you, Kickstarter. Like, you can't do Kickstarter in Singapore, for example. Wow. Okay. So that's kind of crazy. So that like, that's kind of things like that are, are pretty complicated. But luckily, we're sort of we're right. all money sort of like within the U.S. But uh, we just start, we're starting to integrate. I mean, we had kind of had to like we we had to sort of dig around to find the right API and sort of PayPal's giant bucket of APIs. But um, we're going to integrate. I think they're 
mass pay API. Okay. This is the thing that they have, but that basically allows you to automatically transfer money to medical partners, um, which is currently like a manual process. So that thing is going to be. Oh, so you're not going to have to. Oh, well, you're still going to go through the medical partners. Yeah, exactly. But uh -huh. it just it's like it's just a thing where right now, Dan, every month he goes and it's like, all right, which patients were fully funded that we accepted updates for, and then. So there's like these 15 for this partner, and then you add up all the numbers, and you go into PayPal and type in like sixteen thousand dollars, and you're really? like, all right, wow, you know, let's okay, hopefully I type, I send, I'm sending out the right email address, kind of thing, and of course it's like, you know, he's only made mistakes a few times. When you make mistakes, it's like, okay, I just sent sixteen thousand dollars to the wrong person, or I just Ouch. like missed the zero, or I had an extra zero, or things like that, right? And it's like, it's like very, it's just like a very the consequences for making a mistake are so high that it's just not a it's not a good idea to have a human do it physically. Right, right, right. Um, or not have you know have to have a lot more safeguards around. So we just ended up we're like, all right, well this is something that we can definitely automate. So basically we're, we're very close to finishing automating the funds transfer. So basically it's like every time transfer to the partner. Right. So every time the partner submits an update for the patient, and once we approve it, we'll just immediately schedule a PayPal transfer. As opposed to doing it at the end of the day, maybe. Yeah. And okay. we do it once a month. And now we're going to do it oh, once a month. Oh, sorry. Yeah. Once a month. Okay. Yeah, exactly. So the other good thing about this is that that will also, in, we hope it will incentivize the partners to submit updates because essentially it's like you submit an update and then an hour or two later you get money. So it's like this, isn't it? Yeah. There should be a. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah for sure. Like a, a carrot thing there going on, hopefully. Right, right. That's we'll what see. should be happening. Yeah, exactly. So that'll be really, that's something we're. Actually, pretty excited about doing, and it's it's like a great, it's like a classic engineering thing, right? Where it's like just you know, write this code, all these exceptions, all these edge cases, don't make any mistakes. Right. <laughs> right? Exactly. By the <laughs> way, just moving. Yeah, we've moved almost. We, uh, well, we moved about two million dollars through the manual system wow. already. So okay. it's like, oh, don't. It's like this thing is going to power Watsi for you know the foreseeable future, and okay. it's like half. It's one half of the marketplace, right? So right, right, right. yeah. And I know that Stripe, they, they do power some marketplaces and they do yeah. have escrows. They do. Right? Yeah, so we actually looked through a lot of that stuff. Um, so the interesting thing about Stripe is that you can't add funds into Stripe from your bank account. So you can, to transfer money out from Stripe, from your Stripe account to other, to, you know, to say your, you know, your sellers or whoever's on your other side of the marketplace, you only do it with your Stripe balance, which you can only fill by taking credit cards. Right. So, and I think... My suspicion is that it's actually a money laundering thing. Is that but if you're able to be like if you're able to pump money through yeah. Stripe to anyone else from any bank account, then you there's a whole set of money laundering laws and policies and yeah, interventions yeah. you put in. But since it's through the credit card, it's only through credit cards and debit cards right now. Um as far as I know. Um then you know, so that has a whole bunch of that stuff built in already. That's my suspicion anyway. Yeah. But um so that doesn't really work for us because about sixty percent of our donations come through Stripe. But that's not okay. quite enough. Like we eventually we're gonna draw down that account. There's not quite enough money to be able to cover um, the transfers. Yeah. So we ended up going with PayPal, which is kind of just like yeah. you can send money from anything to anything. Right. And then in terms of the breakdown, you said sixty forty. Is that kind of the split between US and international? Or? Uh no, I think international is probably closer to about twenty percent. Twenty. Oh, yeah, okay. But, yeah, but I mean there's definitely folks that are just like I I don't want to put a credit card number or they right. you know, they're used to PayPal or whatever. So PayPal is definitely, I mean, and they're like, in the tech industry, a lot of people are like, oh, PayPal is like, you know, it's so annoying, or they're like, froze my account, and things like that. But, I mean, it's it's actually 
kind of, it's actually an amazing, it's like a great system, right? That we can do this thing where we can just like automate sending money to a whole bunch of people and it just works, right. you know? And it's like this very well-balsed system for moving money around. Yeah. It's actually great. Like, yeah, yeah. You know, everyone take like, that for granted. Though. Exactly, we'll take that for granted, but also it's like when you actually have to build all these things, it's actually really hard, yeah. right? And the fact that you can, you know, the fact that you can use PayPal and not have to think about a whole, like all the things that sort of surround our commerce system fraud or money laundering or you know or like any sort of any other stuff um, like verification of, of you know uh, uh, people who are receiving the money like any of the interaction with the banks any of that kind of stuff it's like oh it just calls API and just sends money if it needs more money in my account it just draws it from a bank account it's like right. all automatic don't yeah. think about it yeah. right um, that's actually I mean that's, that's just amazing and no one else has really put it all together. Like there's lots mm -hmm. of other bits of it, like Stripe or Braintree or Nuala, things like that. They have all these little parts of it, but PayPal has all of it right. in one thing, and it just all works, and you're like, great. Right. Um, but they're also a giant bureaucracy. But they don't have yeah. the not kick you out to the to their website flow. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. I, I think they have a credit card flow now that's not a, Okay, yeah. yeah. They may, they like may a peach or Stripe, but it's, it's the paying with the PayPal account balance thing right. that still requires the, yeah. It's interesting. Go for it. Yeah, yeah. No, two more things regarding payments. One yeah. is any intention on supporting Bitcoin? Yeah, everyone keeps asking us about that. Yeah. We're thinking about it. Um, you could probably just do that through Stripe, right? Yeah, I mean, we take... Or, or we... Payment. Yeah, that's true, right? Exactly. We, we take... Um, we take So we take Bitcoin for our operational um, sort of... Uh, right, okay. Account, essentially, right? So we okay. sort of fund very separately for the operations of Watson that were pays our salaries and things like that versus what, you know, sort of what we fundraise for patients and so certain okay. things. So we take Bitcoin on the operation side because that one is more like a standard nonprofit donation where you just like, you know, you give someone some money and you're like, who knows what happens. But um, <laughs> um, we're thinking about doing Bitcoin on the patient side for sure. It's, I think there's just, there's a lot of things to figure out. We're kind of like, we've like dipped our toe in there. Like for example, we were one of the launch um, nonprofits for Stellar, mm. which is that sort of, the, sort of new non-Bitcoin yeah, cryptocurrency thing, and um, so that was kind of, we're kind of like very much like waiting and seeing on a lot of these things. Okay. Um, so like we're pretty we're pretty close to the uh, Coinbase guys, for example, things like that. Right? So we're like yeah, yeah. we're like there, but we're like not quite. We haven't quite like prioritized it from an engineering perspective. Right. Um, right, right. Yeah. So it's yeah. You guys have other priorities, but exactly. Yeah. So it's it's really a matter yeah, sure of just like getting around to it almost, right? Yeah. Um. But we're we're definitely like yeah. This is you know essentially we're a. You know, we're a finance company, right? we're a fundraising platform. Like, what what we what we should be really good at doing is moving money around and like, yeah. sort of you know all the verification around money being moved around and you know you're, that you're fundraising money for the right person, all that kind of stuff. And right. so we're definitely like, yeah, Bitcoin's a real thing. It's like it's not going to go anywhere. We're definitely watching it. Yeah. But it's like, hey, that's gonna you know that that's something that's going to mature over the next five, 10, 15 years, right? And we're like, okay, we'll we'll be right there when it's the right point for us, I think, to right. to do it. Okay. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah, because you guys are basically like, if you have the patients on one end, right, mm -hmm. and then you have money on the other end, mm -hmm. you're just sitting in between and you're exactly. just routing it, right? Exactly. Yeah. So we're more, much more of like a, we're much more like a like a foundation, like a nonprofit, a nonprofit foundation that gives grants, or you know, or you know, in the I guess in the startup world, a, a lot more like a, almost a VC firm, right? Than we're mm -hmm. analogous to, rather than you know, um, you know, so sort of, let's say a hospital. Yeah. Right? Yeah. 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 Very cool. Um, we, we sort of touched on uh, the process, like the end-to-end -end experience. Do you mm -hmm. want to talk from a technical perspective, you know, the, the flow, right? So, like, you come into the site, right? Mm -hmm. 
We're on the Rails site. Mm -hmm. You do you want to just talk about the end-to-end -end flow and sort of how that works? Um, in terms of technology involved. Yeah, I guess like from a user perspective, like let's talk about the flow and then mm -hmm. talk about from a technical perspective. I guess I mean it's pretty self-explanatory, but it's yeah. it's sort of good to like piece it all together and say end-to-end. -end, this is everything that's happening. Right. For sure. Um, so. You come on, you hit the rail site, Heroku, and um, we actually, we're, again, we're like not at a scale. We're not enough scale where we really need to cache anything, so almost everything gets Postgres. Okay. Um, which is, I mean, again, Heroku's Postgres is great. Postgres is great. Everything kind of still, we're still in like the sweet spot for the scaling thing where we don't have to do anything, which right. is super awesome. Um, and so it, that, that happens, you know, and then at some point you go into the nation flow and um, we just try JS, you know, we get we do the token the token exchange thing and mm -hmm. you know and we charge it on the Ruby side and there's that's I mean there's a little bit of as usual there's a little bit of like trans transactionality that we need to do around, you know, oh what if the charge fails but then we you know or what if writing to the database fails, a whole bunch of things like that. And then we end up that picks up a whole bunch of jobs in Redis that you know sends you emails, some of them from the platform from just from just from Heroku directly through Mailgun or some of them through customer through Mailgun, you know, out to you. And um, so that gives a whole bunch of jobs actually in Sidekick to do that. Okay. Um, I mean, God, there's a whole yeah, and there's a whole bunch of just housekeeping things like, oh, is the profile fully funded? And that will schedule a whole bunch of other jobs. Um, or you know, um, we get this interesting situation where so our minimum donation is five dollars, but you know, someone can donate like fifteen, uh, thirteen dollars, and then there's two dollars left on the profile, and so we can't even close that one out, for example, because right? no one can donate two dollars because the minimum donation is five dollars. So there's like all these kind of like housekeeping things that we also do, um, and all that kind of just happens through through um, through Sidekick, through the jobs in Sidekick. Okay, right. Um, so it's just running in the background. Yeah, and um, yeah, and so you get you know you get put you get, get sort of put into customer customer I/O, and then a whole there's a whole sort of drip email campaign. Let's say you're a first time donor, right? right? There's a whole bunch of drip emails that come come sort of um, automatically out of that. Um, we have this uh, sort of monthly donation product called the Universal Fund, but essentially yes, yes, I'm glad you right? mentioned that. That was on the list of things to talk about. Right. So that, for example, is a that's a scheduled psychic job that, that runs at eight nine thirty a.m. on the first. Right. So that that ah. so that kicks off and that does a whole bunch of strike charges. Um, okay. And, uh, and that's, that's the auto subscription. That's exactly. What you call it, right. Yeah, and that does like close to I think it's close to eight hundred strike charges now. So. It takes nice. quite a while to run, and that you know, as always, we get we have actually we it's amazing we have a very consistent ten percent decline rate on that one. Wow! It's okay. like it's always like ten cards expiring or like you know um or you know some some amount of fraud weirdly doesn't doesn't make any sense but there's some amount of fraud there as well you know where the email just was garbage and you're like oh wait that doesn't make any sense but um so yeah we have about ten that's about ten percent but it's a holds holds amazingly steady past the. The entire past year, it's been always been about ten percent, and um, so that that thing kind of kicks off. It's also just like a job goes through Stripe, goes through a safe token on Stripe. Um, That's really so cool. Yeah, so that wasn't too difficult for you guys to build, right? No, it wasn't too difficult. It's I mean, as usual, it's like the first eighty percent. You know, it's something that you can imagine even prototyping in a weekend, right? But get, yeah. getting it getting it right takes takes sort of like right. I don't know years and years basically right, right so it's right. not noodling like that and, I mean we've had a lot, a lot, a lot of features and like, things like you know, automating funds transfers it's one of those things where it's like you Auto know, what? like automating the funds transfers to the oh, right, partners right, right? Um, it's something where you started um, you know when we first started that was like 
it's not a problem. It's just like, oh, we'll go in and make some PayPal transfers. It's not a big deal. But now that we're doing, you know, 100, 200, 300 patients a month, it's like that suddenly becomes a thing where you can totally make a mistake and it's really, it's really, a, it's really a big problem, right? Yeah. So there's things like that as well that's also happening. Yeah. Um, but that's actually, that's actually interesting. I think uh, the phase we're in right now at Watsi is that sort of there's a lot of these, the lean, lean startup is like these great set of principles um, where you're like, oh, just, you know, essentially clobber these things together and see if the thing works. Right. But then once the thing works, then you have this like mess of clobber together systems where you kind of need to make it a more real thing, right? And so we're in this phase where we're taking things that are like, that work really well when we had 20 patients or 50 patients um, and then make it sort of work at scale, right. essentially. Right. Um, and so, you know, the, the, again, the funds transfer is a great example of that right? because it's, you know, when, you only have, when you're doing 20 patients a month, you can go through 20 patients and make, like, okay, I'm pretty sure I got this right, I got this numbers correct, mm. right? But when it's 300 patients, you're like, I don't know, I hope, I hope I'm doing it right. Your confidence um, goes down. Exactly, yeah, it's, just, yeah. it's just too many individual items to really, for, for, you know, for a human to really be able to get correct. Get correct. Yeah. So we do kind of a lot of, there's a lot of, um, I feel like right now, sort of what I think about a lot is just, again, this trade-off between like, okay, humans are really great at doing these things, but at some point they start, their, their, their efficiency and their correctness start falling off a cliff. And so you're like, okay, what can I really have computer take over? But then not have it like suck out the soul of, you know, what, instead of what we're doing and also the, you know, yeah. uh, the donor experience, right? Um, so gotcha. the writing, for example, is still like 100% manual. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Gotcha. So I guess then if you're, you're pretty excited about that aspect, right? Like just mm -hmm. taking away some of the manual processes. Yeah. Is there anything else sort of like coming up from a, either from an engineering perspective or mm -hmm. just, you know, company perspective that probably mm -hmm. relates to engineering that you're just excited about um, sort of doing in the, in the coming months? Yeah, for sure. I think what we're starting to do now is get a better grasp on sort of the data that we have. So mm -hmm. the other side that we have is okay. that we have all this, you know, for example, we have, um, we have, we've done hundreds of um, hydrocephalus treatments, which is this kind of fluid in the brain um, thing that can happen when you're, when you're bored. And it happens in the US too, but it's just, you know, when, when you see it, when the doc sees it, they just do, it, they just do the surgery immediately. And it's like, you know, it's a 45 minute, an hour long surgery. And it's just like, oh, no problem, fixed, right? But in the developing world, it's just, it's not as commonly known. It's, you know, surgery actually is a, a re, a, the cost is a real cost, right? So it's something you can just kind of absorb as part of childbirth. And um, so we do a lot, we've, we find a lot of those kinds of treatments on, um, on Watsi. And we have, there's two hospitals, for example, um, outside Nairobi that we fund hydrocephalus treatments at. And one hospital, the hydrocephalus treatment is $550 for hydrocephalus treatment. The other one is $950. It's wow. exactly the same procedure. And the hospitals are literally next to each other. Like they share support wow. staff and cantina. Okay. So things like that. They share some things, right? Huh. And so okay. like, that's actually really interesting, right? So there's a whole side to Watsi where it's like mm. the, the sort of the data side and the we have all this kind of very detailed costing for medical procedures. And this is the part of Watsi which is like, we're like an insurance company because we have all these agreed on prices of hospitals where we're like, if you submit this treatment, we will pay you this much money for right. this treatment, right? And these right. treatments will accept, these treatments will accept. Right. So we're offered actually in that way very much like an insurance system. And so there's a whole kind of this data part of it that's pretty interesting. And, and we're really kind of just starting out. Again, we're starting to be like, okay, let's make sure we're collecting the right things. Yeah. Uh, you know, let's make sure we're collecting in a way where we can kind of just analyze it and play around with it well. Right. Um, and just kind of start, starting to get an idea of like what, 
you know, what do we know about this like arena that we're just stepping our toe in in terms of just like, you know, developing world healthcare delivery essentially. Right, right. Um, so that yeah, yeah, so that's sort of like the next phase is like exactly, what can yeah. you actually do after you've built this platform where you're you're just sitting in between the patients and then the money, right? Right, exactly. Interesting. Okay. Yeah, so that's really cool. Yeah, so we're we're kind of we're starting to think about that a lot and you know there's there's also things that we collect really simple things like maybe we can collect the the approximate approximate annual income of the of the patient, right? Yeah. It's not to be exact all that, but it's just they say in buckets, right? So yeah. we get an idea of like, oh, this you know, this treatment that I just did is roughly ten percent of the annual income or one percent or like Four hundred percent of the annual income. Like, what is the what is the ratio here, right? Um, so that's the reason that it's really interesting to know. Um, not to mention right. the breakdown by you know, there's a whole spect- there's a whole category of breakdown by like sort of medical related things like procedure. Um, but there's a whole breakdown in terms of geography. There's all these different dimensions we can explore our data at, mm. and so we're kind of like, this is going to be really really valuable at some point, but we first need to kind of get organized around that. Because again, the thing was first built to just be like, okay, when you put these patients on site and then they need to be refunded, but now we realize we have this whole kind of other side that yeah. you know, the data is actually not structured for that kind of thinking, right. right? So we're like, okay, we need to figure that out. Yeah, because anything that really smart about saying, all right, we know that this operation is like 400% of right. their income, like right. we need to prioritize this right. or... Exactly. I don't it's, know. I mean, that that could probably be like a whole nother interview. Like, how do you guys do prioritization and right. like which operations can you do and can't right. you do? But yeah, it's... That's I a mean, whole nother set of problems. Yeah, that's a whole that's a whole thing, right? I mean, it's, it's like I said, it's actually very much like an insurance company. I mean, mm-hmm. insurance companies think about this all the time. They're like, okay, well, we collect this much money for premiums and can we this procedure has this this probability of being of, of, of you know of occurring in the population you know in our um, I forgot what the term is but in, you know in, in the group of people that we insure right. and so uh, you know how, how many of these can we reasonably do before we go bankrupt essentially right. we can have a similar you know sort of it's it's often it's easy to think that we're drawing from a quote unquote infinite pool of money because it's like oh charitable donations, but that's also that's just that there's behaviors in terms of how much money people donate each year. And yeah, so, yeah, there's you no know, and a percentage of that that we're getting, so we can you know we can think about that and like reasonably how much we will grow and things like that. So we think about a lot of that stuff. We started to become to realize that oh that's how we should think about it, right? As opposed right. to being like oh we just put pe- put patients on the site and people donate to them. It's like oh right. well this it's no it's it's starting to get more more real right in that way. So um, it's, yeah, it's and interesting. That, and that's interesting. Yeah, yeah, yeah because it, that's the benefit of doing this through technology, right? Yeah, because exactly. You can have, right. right, you're building this core product, but mm-hmm. then as a byproduct of that, like, and because you're using technology, there's so many other things you can do once right. you've actually reached that scale. Exactly, yeah. I think it's, it's that's the, that's the idea anyway. Yeah. <laughs> we'll see what yeah, happens. Yeah, exactly. yeah, absolutely. Very cool, very cool. Um, yeah, I guess we covered everything. This was awesome. Yeah. I'm glad we, we got into so many different aspects. Is there anything else that um, you know came to mind for you when um, we first sort of scheduled this that you wanted to mention? Not too much off the top of my head. Um, okay. Yeah, I mean, I guess, as usual, we're looking for a designer, we're looking for engineers. Yes, like, yes, sounds, designers, right? Right. If this, sounds, if this sounds super interesting, then, you know, give me a call. <laughs> Basically. They will. All right. We'll, we'll make sure they got your information. Cool. Um, awesome. Thanks a lot for taking the time. Yeah, for sure. Of course. Awesome.